Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Show you'd endorse. Pages singing, of course. And Mikey loves a woman with teeth like a horse. And Todd's getting winky blinky because RTBS. Hey! Simply irresistible. It's so fun. You complete us to completion. This podcast is irresistible. I'd raise right on my face. Get us on that space list. And this part is the reason This podcast is a joke Cause there's a character limit Simply irresistible Damn girl, you podcast with that ass? Thank you for tuning into Romancing the Pod. You had us at hello. I'm Paige Wesley. I'm Mikey Randolph. And I'm Todd Schlosser. And this week, Mikey made us watch What, what Men, Men Want. want. So, Mikey, why'd you pick What Men Want? I'll be honest with you. I had not seen this film. You pulled a Todd. Yeah. But I thought I could do it better than Todd, and I feel like I did. I hate to admit this. <laughs> you did. You crushed it. This movie was way better than Emma. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, I have not left a tall bar for you to trip over in just doing it better than me. <laughs> I was hoping for, like, bonkers, bonkersness. And there is some of that, but not enough of it. Yeah. They, like, really... They did an okay job. It was like a pretty good, it was like a decent rom-com or whatever, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I think what hearing men's thoughts would be a lot scarier than they portray. Yes, yes. it would be. And women's thoughts too, pretty much. But I think especially men's thoughts and especially in the situations that she finds herself in. Yeah. I think hearing thoughts would be the worst superpower. Oh, yeah. No, telekinesis all the way. Yeah. Moving things with your minds. Yes. Yeah. But like hearing my thoughts, they're as dumb as some of the thoughts that people share <laughs> in this film. But yeah, like... I don't think you keep any in the back. I think yeah. they're all on the sales floor, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> that is Mikey saving all his good thoughts for the sales floor. I really like saw myself in the characters that you see just like not being able to not sing something in their mind. That was. 
was very funny. I did think that was a fun inclusion that's not in what women want, yeah. but it was in this one. I thought that was pretty funny. I was like, oh, that is me to a T. Yeah. And like some of the songs they picked that people are constantly singing. I'm like, those get stuck in my head all the They're time. Super like, I don't know how they man. picked yeah. it so good. Yeah. I just thought there'd be more <laughs> sex thoughts, you know? Yes. But I also think that that would be reductive. Of men? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Have you met us? I understand that there's a lot of sex thoughts. I get it. I know that's a thing. But I think to portray men as only ever thinking about sex is not true. Oh, I'm not going to say that. I'm just going to yeah. say if you could hear them, like, it's bad. It's bad in there. Is it just me, Todd? I don't know. <laughs> Mikey, it's it's just you. I mean, no. <laughs> no, it's definitely not just you. It's bad in here, too. Like, okay. it's oh, bad yeah. in oh, here. Yeah. Like, baby, for sure. We talk to you for long periods of time twice a week. We know yeah. it's bad up there. It's bad up there. <laughs> I think it's bad in a slightly different way, but... It's oh, bad. Sure. Yours is more like lit erotica kind of bad. Honestly, yeah. It's not just like nice, but it's like, what would it be like to live in a relationship with that person? <laughs> <Just> like... <laughs> what would it be like to live in a relationship with that butt? Mine's yes. like fighting the instinct. My thoughts would be like, boobies, don't look at boobies. Mm. <laughs> boobies over there. Don't look at them. Look, look straight ahead. <laughs> you you like people for who they are, not their boobies. Straight ahead. Eyes up. <laughs> Full hearts, can't lose. <laughs> full right, can't lose. Flies, flies, flies. They look really nice. Don't degrade people. Maybe I don't have a good internal thing going on. I would say that you struggle with uh, intrusive thoughts. Yes. Is what I would call them. Uh, although I will have to defer to someone on this podcast who has literal schooling in this page what do you think uh -huh. i do think he struggles with intrusive thoughts however yeah, okay. i will also say uh <laughs> i am always th this movie depends on everyone having an internal monologue and and every movie like this there's a lot of movies yes. like this they all depend on ha people having an internal mon monologue and i am always fascinated on like twitter every every couple of months a thread pops up where people I know reveal what you're that they talk about. don't I have internal monologues or they can't picture things. We had a giant family argument at Christmas. What? I'm sorry. Your family got into a family scale argument about this? Does one of your family members not have an internal monologue? My brother's girlfriend told us she did not have a, <laughs> a monologue and me and my brother Proceeded to roast her for two and a half weeks. Okay, that's maybe not <laughs> fair. How are you with your family? We do, we do Christmas a lot. We see each other a lot during the season. You oh, know? and they live locally too. Okay. I, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Okay. But we're like, hey, do you want some cake that you just pictured in your mind? Because that's what people do with their thoughts. <laughs> but apparently, Mikey, not everyone does it. Like there are people describing how they, and I was like, if you say apple, I see Apple. I see it in full color the way that I would at the store. Mm -hmm. uh, but there are people who just like can't conceptualize a fucking apple. What is their life like? How do they get through life? I will meet you halfway where I will say, I believe that there are people who tell you they think like that in the world. And that's a very hard concept to prove. And so I think that would be, you know, there's a lot of people who believe a lot of things out there. More power to it doesn't affect me. I shouldn't get as angry. It's not like The Last Jedi. <sighs> Here's the thing, though, Mikey. There are definitely people who think and visualize things differently. Full stop. Absolutely. But the way these people talk about it on Twitter is like they don't think at all. And I'm like, you're having a thought 
and you're putting words to it to tweet, which means you visualize this tweet before you typed it. Like, shut well, the fuck up. I don't up. think that's what they're talking about, Mikey. It's more the like when I'm not tweeting, right? When I'm just like walking around by myself, just around my house, not talking to anybody, not interacting with other people, not on my phone, not on the computer. Rarity. But when it happens, my brain is doing fun stuff. Just like I'm having my own little party up there. Just like thinking about stuff, talking to myself, talking yeah. to like people the way I think they would have a conversation if they were there. And apparently there are people where that is just not the case. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> I don't know what their brain does in its spare time. I, I think brains are very complex. And if you <laughs> like you can't just tell like think about having a conversation with someone and then being like, I didn't think of any words with it. Like, it's just like... But some... Mikey, I'm telling you... That's what they say, Paige. Here's the thing about people. They lie all the fucking time. <laughs> all of them lie all the time. Sure, but it's such a stupid lie. Like, why is this something you would lie about? Because it just makes the rest of us think you're weird. Because some people think that attention, even negative attention, is positive. Sure. It's cooler to be weird for talking to people in your head, though, right? No, that's that came out bad well i just mean like <laughs> brains are complex uh, we're getting this is like a very neuroscience-y i was in the brain bee in high school so it was like mm. a emory university we had got, got quiz on it i'm no expert because i got out like third in that baby i also like that you're like i'm no expert but i can definitively tell you in a field that i did not study that this is not accurate well brains conceptualize thoughts and emotions and feelings in a lot of different ways and they're very Correct. very complex and it's just to say i'm because like sometimes you visualize things sometimes you visualize words sometimes you hear conversations to yourself like everybody has all of it but what about things like synesthesia okay brain injuries are a different kind of thing. <laughs> That's not an injury, it's Mikey. Not an injury. It, it's it's when, not yeah. an injury. It's genetic. Like some people like hear color and shit. So it's shit like that that makes me like, I don't know. Brains are weird. So like if you say you don't conceptualize whatever, cool. That's fine. It has nothing to do with me. I'm sad for you because it sounds boring, but like But there's sometimes where like maybe I just deal with a lot more of like Maybe the intrusive thoughts that I was sort of making fun of Mikey for that, like sometimes if my brain isn't talking to me, it's a better day. I mean, hey, that happens. So, well, there are sometimes some things I will do to shut my brain off. Yeah, same. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah, meditation is all about clearing your brain and not having any of those things going on because it's good for you. See, I'm bad at it. My brain goes on a like it'll limit itself to one journey, but it's not the journey that whoever's the meditation is guiding me on. It's just having its own adventure. Yep. <laughs> It's doing its own thing. It's doing its own thing. In grad school, I took a religion and spirituality class and we had Buddhist monks come and talk about meditation and like you're supposed to acknowledge the thought, hold it for a second and get rid of it. And if you can't get rid of it, well, at the temple, we'll like hit each other with sticks and stuff. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> but people were really good at it. And if you want to learn meditation, go down that rabbit hole. It's not for me, but like it is sometimes, but like not in the same way. But I also think that some people are good at it and some people aren't, which is exactly this kind of shit. It's a meditation is a skill. I meditate very differently than someone who is not like me. Yeah. Some of us just masturbate. Honestly. <laughs> what is post-nut clarity if not achieving meditation? And you're going to tell me that you don't visualize that like those people <laughs> don't visualize things when they're <laughs> checkmate. Okay. <laughs> it all comes back to jerking it. It all comes back to jerking it. Mikey, even within that, like we were talking about Dipsy forever fucking ago. Like, that is us visualizing things very differently. 
Oh, yeah. So I believe that there is definitely room within the spectrum of how people visualize and conceptualize things differently for people to have way more boring thoughts. <laughs> they might do it differently, but it's still they have them. I, I just think Twitter is a cesspool. And we should listen to anyone on there. <laughs> that reminds me. Make sure you follow Mike at mrandolph24 <laughs> on Twitter. For such great tweets such as, do you guys like tomato soup? <laughs> My largest tweet that's gone viral. Followed by the second largest tweet, do you like potato soup? I'm sensing a soup theme to your tweets. I just don't like it. You made me get into Twitter like three years ago. Sorry, I'm reading a scientific article about internal monologues. Are you? They think it's more that just people address themselves differently and where one is more like a linear like monologue, like I should buy bread. I need to go to the store to buy bread or whatever, which is what mine is of like yeah. talking to myself. Some people who are just not as verbally inclined will do things like, I'm not going to talk to myself about it, but I'm just like, picture bread, picture store, picture whatever. My uh, internal monologue is overly verbal and always mean. Wow. It's like your external monologue. They have a diagnosable <laughs> name for it. Aphantasia. It's still being studied, but it's basically people seeing images instead of speaking them. That's different, though. The people who just don't have anything going on. Yeah. 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 I mean, I can't imagine what it would be like to have nothing going on. I'm like, I feel like that's probably not true. I think there's a lot of people who are like the left side, right side brain. Like there's a lot of people who like conceptualize things differently, which is why you want. I like group projects because people think about things differently. Oh, I fucking hate group projects. Never. I don't trust people to participate. It's a shame that you uh, essentially work. I know. On two group projects with Mikey and I twice a week. (laughs) <laughs> yes, that is true. It's cool. It's cool, cool, cool. <laughs> the movie was decent, you know? Anyway, sorry. I generally liked this movie. Uh, I, I thought it was okay. Uh, I was worried initially when kind of the movie started that it was going to try and paint it as by hearing men's thoughts, she was going to have to change who she was to meet their expectations, and that was going to be heralded as the right choice in the movie and that's not super what happens no no, i don't think that's what happens at all really i mean by the end of the movie you could probably say she does that some towards the end but yeah i think at the end of it when she's like doing her own thing like she even like yeah gets what she thought she always wanted and then she realizes that she doesn't really want that because yeah maybe of some of the stuff she learned while she had the power she almost tries it for a little bit when she first gets the power and it just goes terribly that's true yeah well and and i think her let's call it like an apology tour at the end is more about her admitting her responsibility and her actions not anyone else's yeah just hers but she did some bad shit like especially with will and her kid like yeah like i i mean but honestly you have to have that or it's not really an homage to what women want because mel gibson did some terrible shit to helen hunt sure well and it was more professional and this is more like personal but still like yes you have to have that in this type of movie i think well and here's the thing yeah she did bad shit she she had personal problems in the beginning oh but what i i appreciated is that personal problems aside she was not wrong about a lot of the things that were happening to her 
she was maybe not reacting to them well or maybe striving for things that were not going to happen. Oh, you mean like the reason for her not getting a partner and like yeah. why she was? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. She, of course she was right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, I definitely understand why she like thought she was going to get partner. Like, sure. A, a lot of times in these types of movies where it's like everything's going great in someone's life and you're like 10 minutes into the movie and you're like, oh, shit's about to hit the fan for this person. Yeah. How yeah, could yeah. they be this delusional not to not see this coming? Like when she said, all of the accomplishments she's achieved and why she thinks she should be partner I was like that sounds legit to me like that sounds like a lot like she's she's really crushing it I yeah. don't know how these companies work but like do they all name a partner at every Friday afternoon or it seems like like because someone left and they came back and they got demoted from partner which I don't <laughs> think you can do but like the fact that they think that they would hire that guy back is <laughs> in such insanity to me it's like he just showed up on the day of filming and they were like how are we going to explain this fucking go with it don't worry about it he had a break from craft corner deathmatch and came to film with us uh (laughs) it's explained away as like they were suing him probably for a non-compete yes i would imagine i assumed as well which to be honest she might be at risk for at the end of this movie i mean they they definitely yada 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 yeah that would have been a problem if she leaves the company (laughs) with their biggest client i'm sure they would have been pissed yeah yeah but i i was worried that it was gonna be like you're kind of a bitch and if you were less of a bitch you'd get the job right and here's the thing is she treating people badly yes does she change that about herself yes but is her ability in question no and i do like that about it and that's why i like schmidt from uh new girl i like that he goes with her me too i love schmidt too because well, well, he's, he's so like good. he's like i just think you're an asshole but i, I respect your work because you make a lot of money well yeah he's like you do the job and you do it well and maybe you're not easy to deal with but that doesn't diminish your accomplishments yeah and he's absolutely right i don't think he expects her to not be a dick when they're partners together at this new agency she's starting or they're starting right right i think she's trying to be less of a dick at the end well i mean but like i think part of her job it requires a level of dickishness and i think that that can be an asset yeah so like i feel like he is going partly because of her personality like he knows she's gonna get shit done but i do think her and her dad talk about maybe being more vulnerable yeah man i love the daughter father dynamic in this movie it's so sweet and like just heartfelt and it's like it really seems like it comes from a good place and it's, it's so well acted. And I really thought it was cool that she would be super into boxing, obviously mm. named after Ali, but like. Yeah, I do. And I actually really did like that. Yeah, I thought that, that was cool. That she wasn't Ali, she was Ali. Yeah, I did and, think that was You fun. know, her dad was probably a boxer at one point, but now he owns yeah. a boxing gym, at least, you know. So I, I don't know. I really, I love that about this movie. And I, I liked it. I thought it was great. I don't know if it was as good as the one last week that we did, but I really enjoyed it. I prefer last week. I thought last week was was a l- little more fun this movie's just you know it's still a little silly because of the whole hearing thoughts thing although i did kind of like th- a little bit more of the how she ends up hearing thoughts in this movie than in the original <laughs> oh you mean than just electrocuted yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i, I mean, feel like basically a head just got injury head. yeah yeah could make you think you heard other people's voices <laughs> which leads it like is this movie all in her head Honestly, she is really good at reading people. She mentions that as one of her assets before she gets the quote-unquote power. So maybe she just hits her head 
And then she just hears her voice saying whatever she's reading off of them. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? It, this movie does have fun parts and a, and a couple funny pieces in it. I just think it's not... Uh, the thing about about last night is that I think all the pieces fall into place. I yeah. think the love yeah. story is great. Performances are great. It's extremely funny. And it paces well it's it's just kind of like it nails it on all cylinders this you could cut 20 minutes out of well yeah it's mostly about work and not about the romance yeah right which is too bad because i actually liked the romance and i, I like kind of wanted more of it I felt like it was really interesting when they were playing pool and they're juxtaposing the two thoughts where like she hears her friend's fiance versus what she's hearing from him and I think it would have been really interesting for her as a character to spend more time getting to know someone who respected her and treated her well and wasn't afraid of her, but like as kind of a foil for her. I think he's a great partner for her. Yeah. And I wish we saw more of it. Yeah. It's honestly, it sort of sucks. Like he's great. They're great together, but they're in like five scenes together. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And and half of them, she's lying about being married to him, yeah. which there's no way someone would not pick up on that's what's happening. Right. In those scenes. Right. Yes. Especially at the, was it a baseball match they go to? Guys, basketball. I don't. Basketball. Although, there we go. Okay. Basketball. I was today years old when I learned that the NBA had a draft. I thought that was just an NFL thing. Apologies. <laughs> Most of the big ones have a, a draft, I believe. I mean, that would make sense. You know, after seeing it, I was like, well, yeah, of course. How else would they get their players? Oh, but it wasn't all in her head because she has like a full conversation. Her assistant knows and, and has full yes. conversations with her. Does he even exist? No, he does. Like, I, it's within the movie. It is real. But I just think it's really funny to think about what if it's just in yeah. her head. Of course, we have to believe in the magic realism that the movie presents. So, like, it right. is real for the sake of this episode, right? Correct. Yeah. Yes. But her assistant, Big Head from Silicon Valley, is so good in this movie. He's great. And, and I do love that he gets his due yes. as well at the end. Me I too. think that's great, too. And Pete Davidson and him are such a weird couple. I'm here for it. Invite me to their weird D&D wedding, I'm sure. <laughs> like, let's do it. Yes. Oh, you want to sit down for dinner? Roll your D20 dice to find your seat number. <laughs> <laughs> We're all going to wear elf ears. It's going to be great. <laughs> I would wear elf ears to someone's wedding. I would absolutely a wear thing. elf ears. Yeah. I'll wear a lot of things to a wedding. Hey, maybe we should get into this movie so we can go through it scene by scene. So... That's what us men want to, <laughs> to start, start the, the movie? episode. Sorry. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so we meet Ali. She's on her treadmill. She's handling work calls already. She's been up since 3 a.m. Being been up a badass. Since three. Like, yeah, she's crushing yeah. this day. She's going to be asleep by 515, oh. but she is crushing <laughs> this day. If she's lucky. But, well, remember, she goes out after. Like, she has a full like she is up for like 20 hours in a row yeah what i should have said is she'd be going to bed at 5 15 if she wasn't clearly on cocaine she could be manic we don't know she could be manic and i have those phases too so i get it she could just be girl bossing to the max yeah it's called mania <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. are you a good bitch or a bad bitch um, <laughs> she's negotiating for her client lisa leslie multiple time olympic medalist and and wnba champion to basically have the center position in a photo shoot for Sports Illustrated. Yeah, which she gets them to agree to and sign a contract to, which comes up later. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Because she's a good agent. Yeah, she is. Like, here's the thing. She's fucking great at her job. <laughs> like, 
The movie makes it clear. Yeah. Anyway, she is avoiding notifications from a Love Finders profile, which is supposed to be, I think, kind of like a Tinder go plenty of fish kind of thing. Oh, I mean, it definitely was. It was like Love Finders with two R's and a Z at the end or some shit. Yeah, yeah. A couple <laughs> dollar signs. The logo is some sort of heart that's also a butt. <laughs> is that a heart but like a peach as well well it's like i showed jake my nails today and he was like oh red butts and i was like Thanks. they do look like red butts i could see that they yes. do kind of look like red butts yeah but i'm not not into it i'll be honest with you <laughs> i think most people are into like if it's a good butt who could turn on a good butt anyway her <laughs> assistant she tells her assistant to delete the app and he's like are you sure like you're lonely and yelling at people and maybe, maybe you you'd yell at people dicks. less. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, it always works for me. I mean, some people it makes them yell more. Anyway, they walk into the hallway where they see Kellen Lutz of Twilight fame, who they refer to. His only name in this film is Captain Fucktastic. Well, it's because he has two scenes, one of which we're watching right now, where he has mm -hmm. zero lines. <laughs> None. He just stands there. Like, I am vampire, see me be marble. He's a baseball agent. Yeah, he's a baseball agent. Because of, of Twilight, Todd. Because they right, play baseball. Right, because they play baseball. Oh, man, I Todd. hated that movie so much. Todd, they play B baseball But the Twilight. baseball scene, though. The <laughs> baseball, they play during the storm, so people can't hear how hard they're playing the ball. And the it was balls. so moody and so my chemical romancy. Like, I couldn't even handle it. Yeah, like if goth kids enjoyed P.E., <laughs> anyway they're in the elevator and her assistant is like pretty sure that guy's gay and she's like no he's not but he gets out of the elevator before they can find out yeah we cut to they drive to work and she's answering calls from her friends who are planning like a bachelorette get together for her friend who is getting married yeah and they ask her to bring the champagne because she brings good champagne and this is also where her assistant is like, I'm a good assistant. I would be a good agent. And she's like, no, you wouldn't. Like, you're good at being an assistant. Be an assistant. And he's like, I guess I'm your assistant forever. Like, okay. It very much is like an Ari Gold sort of, um, what's the, his assistant's name for the longest time in an Entourage? I, did, I didn't Entourage. That's oh, not man, really Paige, one of mine. You missed a terrible show. But he treats his assistant <laughs> like shit and his assistant wants to be an agent. And then eventually he does become an agent and is successful in his own right. But it's sort of like this. Like mm -hmm. he treats him like shit for so long. Yeah. Yes. And it just, it, this reminded me of that relationship from Entourage. Lloyd. His name was Lloyd. It was Lloyd. And I'll be honest with you, the guy who plays Lloyd is so good. I love him in that show. He's so great. I will tell you that almost every single good agent I have ever met was once the assistant of a horrendously cruel agent. Like it is the like assistant to good agent pipeline. Yeah. And it's a weird cycle <laughs> where eventually they become the horrifying monster. But yeah, there you go. So an agent's journey starts at assistant of a shitty agent and then goes to agent and then they become the shitty agent. Then they become the shitty agent. Wow. It's like that chart of, you know, evolution of man. Yeah. Except they start they start as a film school intern rolling calls and rolling calls is just keeping a bunch of people at, on hold at once. So they start rolling calls, then they move up to like script reader slash development, whatever, intern. Yeah. Then they end up at either casting or agency or post-prod or pre-prod or whatever. And they're horrifically abused by their boss for like two and a half years. 
And then they're like, I'm going to go out on my own. And they start their own agency. And then they find like one person who gets crazy famous. And then they have a huge agency where they then become the monster. That's yeah. where it, it ends up complete. You want to catch them when they're like, I'm on my own. And then you want to be the famous client. That's like the perfect symbiotic relationship. Yeah, that all checks out. There you go. That's basically what therapy is. That basically is what Entourage was. <laughs> I feel like that's what most jobs might be. Yeah. Capitalism, right? I know, anyway, right? <laughs> we cut to her office where we meet Pete Davidson, who I think is an intern, but he's always just kind of offering people donuts. But he's on the phone with, we will find out, his own brother. Oh, man. And he's like, fuck oh, you, man. I'll fuck your mom. And he's like, but you're <laughs> Our mom. <laughs> so funny. And allegedly it's over fantasy football. That that's what they're kind of cussing each other out over. I thought fantasy football was code by the end of this movie because I think Honestly? right now it was about fantasy football. I think every other time they use the term fantasy football, they're talking about something else in this movie. I think by the end of this film, yeah. fantasy football is code for, let's say, pitching and catching. Or them being in a relationship together just sort of undercover right, right? Because, picking each other yeah. up off the waiver wire you know <laughs> if you will i <laughs> if you don't will. have a lot of sports metaphors i was kind of sad this was a sports movie i was very confused usually i can watch sports movies and just yada yada my way through it this one had some important stuff that i was like i don't know what they're talking about. i actually know quite a bit about sports even though i don't, I don't typically watch it on tv so i got it covered oh great cool and by <laughs> that i mean i know nothing we're fucked let's move on <laughs> <laughs> if we want to know how much the drummer got paid when <laughs> the background of the band of this guy's debut game, we'll ask you, Todd. Honestly, best paid drummer in history, little drummer boy, if adjusted for inflation. <laughs> What's the current market price for frankincense? <laughs> Can you quantify the savior? Anyway, so she gets to the executive meeting and she is convinced that she's going to be making partner that day. Yes. She, she has been making numbers she's done all these things she's pretty sure it's her and the guys are all kind of cracking jokes with each other when they get there and then they silence once she gets there instantly othering her yeah i mean and she is like the only other woman at the table there are other women yes. there that are at seats behind the agents and i thought that they might have been assistants or whatever to the agents that were at the table or whatever she's the only woman at the table and it clearly is a whole boys club before she oh, gets yeah. there. Yeah. It's actually, so at the very, very end of the movie, when we see it again, there's one woman at the table at yeah, the very, okay. very end. Okay. A white woman okay. specifically. Uh, she is not only the only woman at the table, she's the only person of color at the table as well. Yeah. Like very noticeably. Yeah. And she catches the eyes of an assistant. I assume an assistant because she is standing. She's not even sitting. Uh, another woman of color in the room. Yeah. Where when they announce, because essentially what happens is they announce that the guy sitting behind her, or I guess two seats away, is the one that has actually made partner that has not had the same career she has had, has not achieved the same things that she has. And it's very clear that some people at the table are kind of like, what the fuck? But it's not most. No. Most of the people at the table are just like, our buddy. Yes. And yeah. the only people that really show any sort of kind of misgivings about the decision is I, I keep calling him Schmidt, but Max Greenfield yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is kind of just like, 
what can you do? And then she looks up at that assistant and that assistant gives her this look of just like, yeah, like, I don't know how this could happen to you. I don't, I don't know what to do. Basically. Yeah. Faux Jeff Bridges or no. Who's the guy who plays the dude? You mean her, her boss? Yeah. The guy who looks like Jeff Bridges, but is not Jeff Bridges. Yeah. Bobo Jeff Bridges. Yeah. Racist Jeff Bridges. Yeah. He's (laughs) super racist and sexist. And I think it's either him or uh, the other guy who leaves the agency that are voting against her. It's one of the two of them. I got the impression that it was the boss boss, the Bobo Jeff Bridges guy. Yeah. Especially with what he says towards the end of the second act of this movie. Yes. He really shows his like ass and you're like, oh, yeah, you're terrible. Well, he does in this very next scene, too. But like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And as she's sitting at the table with them before they announce who the partner is she's joking with them about a guy's poker night that she's not invited to and they all lie to her and say that there isn't one which by the way a lot of the things that happen to her in this scene are technically considered workplace harassment (laughs) like codified i had to watch i had to do a whole video stupid thing the other day and like (laughs) ticking off i was like they'd be fucking screwed if she decided (laughs) to sue them it is very clear that like all of the other white men at the table don't want anything to do with her, you know, in or around the office or outside of it. Yeah. Uh, So after the announcement, after it goes to the other guy, and I guess in this meeting, they also introduce that they're trying to get Jamal signed with them. Yeah. And they introduce that his dad is kind of a problem. His dad, Joe Dalla, is just Tracy Jordan from 30 Rock played by Tracy Morgan. Like, (laughs) it is just... It is the same character, which I did love. I feel like the way his brain works sort of makes him unreadable. Love it. To her through large sections of this. And I thought that was very funny. Well, because he'll he'll think things and she's just like, what? The, like, what? I can't even do anything with that, <laughs> which I do kind of love. I mean, it wasn't this, but it was like they were having a con- like a contract negotiation type conversation. And when his brain was like spitting out what it what he was thinking, it was like, but Banana pips, quick lollipop. Like it was like weird shit like that. And she's oh, like, yeah. What? Like, yeah. I can't, I don't even. <laughs> when she reads his mind in that poker game, I lost my shit. That's what it was. That's it was one of the, the funniest game. parts of this movie. Oh my God. Yes. It was so dumb. I loved it so much. Yes. Very, very funny. So she follows her boss after and is just like, what the fuck? And he says to her, he's like, this is a meritocracy. It just is partner approval. Yeah. And he tells her, I don't know why you think you're entitled to this. You don't have the big three, even though she's got Olympic medalists. She's got all these things. Now, the big three that he names are all male institutions. Yeah. No female ones. Yeah. And and so it essentially is him being like, we're not interested in, in repping female athletes. That doesn't count. Essentially is what he's saying. Not towards partner. But <laughs> apparently. not towards partner. Apparently. My point is, I'm sure he loves fucking cashing those commissions, though. I'm sure. You know, he just yeah. is like completely sort of discounting it as a part of the business. And I, I think that that probably is largely because she's the only one that does it. And she does it really well. Yeah. Which we will find out is why Max Greenfield's character does vote for her. Yeah. Because he's like, I've seen your numbers. Like, you are contributing at the level that would merit this type of a a position. And they're not giving it to you. Maybe next Friday. (laughs) Maybe next Friday. (laughs) I got the impression that she had built up those numbers off of a lot of female 
athletes, you right. know, Olympic medalists, WNBA stars, stuff like that, and just had to have so many clients because, unfortunately, those salaries don't equal what the their counterparts in the other leagues pay, you know, or whatever. So, well, like, yeah. I mean, there's not many Olympians that make a lot of money, right? Off of endorsements and stuff, yes. Yes. But it's, yeah, Olympians do make it's money. It's so hard to get up to that level so like it's well yeah you've i can i can only name like four olympians almost any athletic thing or fast food thing has an olympian mascot yeah and they'll sponsor teams and stuff and yeah, yeah. I mean, so yeah. there's like there's money involved there and but like, shoes yeah and yeah but not like and, yeah. nba money no 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 no. but i also got the impression that all the other guys at that table had one or two big ish clients and that was it right they may have had right. one nfl star and then maybe six other smallish clients a- across other leagues but like that's what got them to the partner and she has like 50 solid female athletes that bring in as much money as the six to seven other guys, you know, on the other roster. And she's getting her clients front page on Sports Illustrated. Front page on Vogue. It's it's implied in this movie that she has Serena Williams and Lisa Leslie. Yeah. Serena Williams makes fucking money. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. holy yeah. shit. If she had Serena Williams, like she would be done. In this movie, she is it is said that she is Serena Williams' agent in the movie a couple times. Yeah, I mean, so she definitely I mean, Serena Williams is one of those people like maybe I guess tennis is not as big as the NFL, but Serena Williams is such like a household. Everyone name. knows her name. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So that that would count, or it would have to count, right? Unless her boss was so racist, because her commissions would be as high as someone in the NFL for yes. the majority, yeah. if not all, of her career. It's not like she's representing the top choreographer in the world. Paris Goble, who hey, I liked, I liked. The halftime show and respect to Rihanna because I ain't even pregnant and I wouldn't even do that much. So like, you know. Oh shit, that was yesterday. It was yesterday. I was playing Mario Party. I missed it. I went and got my nails done and then uh, Andrea Gazetta and I went to multiple art things. Hell yeah. That sounds fun. Yeah. Anyway, he tells her, you don't connect with men, so just stay in your lane, which is effectively him telling her, I'm never going to give you this position because I don't value what you do. But you should just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, because he does value what she does. He just doesn't want to pay her what she's worth. Correct. And listen, as someone who is also involved in late stage capitalism, I sort of get that. Yeah. I think she's also dealing with something way grosser than I've ever dealt with. Mm-hmm. Have you ever told anybody at work to stay in their lane or complained about so-and-so needs to stay in their lane? I have given advice to somebody and told them to stay in their lane. Well, I, I think it depends on how and when you're giving that advice and why. From a comedy perspective, I think that's advice that's given a lot. And what it really means is do the thing that you're really good at. And that's what's going to be the thing for you. And it doesn't necessarily mean that like you're not and you know something else but it's like if somebody was like i just decided to be a guitar comedian and you're like but you're a great joke joke writer just keep doing that you know so it, de- it depends i think it can be helpful advice sometimes i think in this context no i don't think it is in this context at all no that's not what i'm saying yeah. what i said it to somebody as like friendly office advice was not to get involved with a certain project because a certain someone was leading it and I knew it would oh, fail. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. listen, I've done that. Please stay in your lane on this one and just don't yeah. volunteer. And we were right. I have been told <laughs> that sometimes at work too. That was years and years ago, not in my current company, which is why I feel safe sharing that. Yeah, no, I, I've been told that before. Do you know what sport they, they hand out that advice in a lot that stay in your lane? NASCAR? I was actually going to say horse racing. 
Wait, does ho- do horse racing have lanes? They technically start in lanes, but then they mm. can go wherever the fuck the horse wants to go. So because <laughs> it's a horse, and yeah. what are you gonna do? <laughs> the problem with horse racing is they're just not fast. Like they only have one horsepower each. But they have the best names. They do because it's like Plunder Down Under and shit like that. I'm like, <laughs> that's not a name, sir. Uh, ridden by Steve. <laughs> yeah, ridden by Steve. <laughs> The general's short hairs written by Brandon. Yes. <laughs> I bet they have agents. They do. Yeah. The yeah. horses have agents. The best jockey in the world. Mikey's going to Google right now. Yeah. Who's the best jockey in the world? Holy shit. John R. Velasquez. He's made $450 million. That seems high. He is five feet, six inches tall. Oh, okay. I got it. He's Todd's height. No, I think Todd is even taller than that. I am taller than that. Rude. <laughs> Although I'll admit that is taller than I thought jockeys were preferred to be. I thought so. I thought so too. Some of them are even smaller, but how many hands tall are you? Like the way they measure horses. It's usually like two hands and a mouth. I don't know. Um, <laughs> what are we talking about? He's no Bill Shoemaker who won 8,883 races. Impressive. Anyway. I just dropped some really gross knowledge. I'm so sorry. I just ignore those things. I'm definitely cutting that. No, you got to leave in all the jockey talk. Two hands and a mouth was the horse that jockey was riding. Sorry. Was that what you guys? <laughs> and two hands and a mouth coming in through the outside next to hoof hearted. Coming up on the rear. There's Cut the balls from the outside. <laughs> and working the pipe coming up on the outside curve. Yeah. <laughs> Son of a bitch, now I have to keep it in. I want to point out that it's 10.40 p.m. I'm so tired. And we just called the most pornographic horse race I've ever heard in my life. Hey, one time I saw a horse rip a phone book in half for Christ. <laughs> I was so thrilled with how well that joke held up. Anyway, she doesn't rep any horses that we know of, so... She leaves her boss's office uh, after accusing him of sexism, like to his face. She's oh, just yeah. like, you said female lane. He's like, well, I didn't say that. And it's like, you meant it, though. Yeah. yeah. So she walks out and calls over the like railing of the building and is just like, I'm going to sign Jamal Barry because you're all assholes. Yeah. So I'm going to do it. And you know what, Paige? She does. She does do it. By being herself. Um, <laughs> Well, and hearing thoughts, but then learning great life yeah, right, lessons right, from right. it. Okay, yeah. right. By being herself, her telepathic self. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we haven't once discussed how she has sex. Very aggressively. Yeah, because she rides sex like she's riding on top of Cup the Balls with Work the Pipe <laughs> coming around the side. Yes, okay. Well, let's table until we get there because I have, yes, okay. Paige, yes, I have the similar thoughts. Yes, she goes to her dad's boxing gym uh, to blow off some steam. Her <laughs> boxing in a blouse and a skirt, I was like, yes. I loved it, man. She took off her heels. She's like going around barefoot, like dancing around, really like doing the work that like you would see boxers do. And yeah, she's doing it really yeah. well, man. Yeah. She got a match against Ivan Drago next week. <laughs> this is when I liked Ali. Because I uh, this is how I take out my worst stress, too. It's yeah. nice. Boxing is a good way to take out stress. 
I do enjoy boxing. It's very fun. I like hitting things. And look, she doesn't have to pay for that gym because her dad owns it. That's pretty sweet. Yo, Mikey, are you excited for Creed 3? <laughs> yeah, of course I am. Those movies fucking rock. Yeah. Fucking stoked for Creed 3. <laughs> I should really check out Rocky so I can get in on that. Todd, Todd we have God told you so many times. <laughs> one for Rocky Balboa and then you can come. And then all the Creeds. Yeah. Creed 1, 2, 3. Okay. But also you, you're going to miss out like on the one where he fights Hulk Hogan. Like, uh, right? He fights Hulk Hogan? Yeah. Yes, Todd. Todd. When does he become a wrestler? He doesn't. Hulk Hogan plays a boxer. They have an exhibition match. Is he fighting Hulk Hogan as Hulk Hogan? Yes. Hulkamania. <laughs> God damn it. I love the 80s so much. They are just the endless well of weird that makes everything okay. And back then, they thought it was all real. Oh, my God. That's so fun. Yeah. Rocky won. Academy Award winning screenplay. Rocky 2, holy shit bonkers. I don't <laughs> yes. even remember what happens in Rocky 3. No clue. No, wait, three, 3 is Apollo Creed. Doesn't Apollo Creed get killed, right? 4 is where Apollo Creed dies in the ring at the hands of Ivan Drago, and then Rocky has to go train in Russia to fight him again. Todd, you should check it out. Yeah. <laughs> As a franchise, 10 out of 10. All right. Yeah. So she and her dad go to a celebratory dinner where she spots a hot bartender. She does. And she's like, yo, dad, what's his deets? And he does know a little bit and he gives her that information. And then she goes, all right, cool. I'm going to hang and get some. I'll see you later, dad. Yeah, you need to leave so I can get down, which is something I've, I've never had to remove a parent from a potential hookup. That's no. very forthcoming. That's even weirder as an adult, I feel like, than as a child. So not a child, like a teenager being like, okay, you know, <laughs> get out of the house. Be like, their parents like, I'm not going anywhere because you're a child. I drove you here. <laughs> yeah, like, you're in my house, son. <laughs> I'm just a 17-year-old hanging out with my 17-year-old girlfriend. Like, why won't you leave us alone in this house? For sure. Because I pay the mortgage. <laughs> wow, it's like, I'm, it's like I'm pregnancy. back home. It's like I'm back home. STD. Don't close your door. Yeah. Taking the door off its hinges. <laughs> Nobody gets doors. There's a really funny comedian, Ryan Hansinger, who does a joke about his high school taking all of the doors off the bathroom because people kept having sex in the bathroom. It was just everyone shits with the doors off. <laughs> gets me every time. You could not do that today. It's probably illegal. I bet you could do it. <laughs> Let's find out. <laughs> Someone get Nathan Fielder on it. Let's go to somewhere in Sheboygan and figure it out. <laughs> figure it out. Netflix's next reality show. Everyone shits with the doors off, and you have to see if you still want to be with that person after you've watched them shit through an open door. We already had this talk. I don't. I don't want to do this. Go on the show. I'm a no shitter. I. I cannot. <laughs> Uh, that Todd never that shits. Door is Start closed. the rumor. <laughs> no, Todd never no, shits. Shit. He j it's just all liquid all the time, <laughs> always through the front hole. I want to keep that mystery. About whether or not you shit? Something should remain a mystery. Yeah, yeah Mikey, I'm with so you. So are you going to put like a wizard hat on it or something? Have you ever seen the poo emoji with a wizard hat? It's <laughs> adorable. Yeah. That does sound very cute. The wizard hat, oddly enough, shaped like a purple poop emoji. <laughs> Shit, <laughs> I do love how you turned the shit emoji into the sorting hat. The sharding hat. Thank you. Uh, I love it. You've been sorted into the Slytherin house, which is where we put the asshole kids. So go meet the other asshole kids. As in diarrhea slithering <laughs> yeah, out your yeah, butthole? Yeah. Like, we keep them in the basement. <laughs> yeah. Ravenclaw, they're not getting enough nutrients. It's the wrong color. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Hufflepuff stays the same. They all have scurvy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, her dad leaves. She goes over to have a drink and she's like, surprise me, make me make me something. And he goes to pour vodka and she's like, not that. And he's like, you asked me to make it. Just trust yeah. me. Okay. Which I feel like is warranted because she was like, make me a drink. And he starts making her right. a drink and she's like, don't make me that drink. And he's like, you just asked me to pick one. I picked one. Let me at least let you try it. I've done that at bars and I just drink I've the drink. I've done that too. Yeah. What's been your best experience of telling somebody to do, to like have fun with it? Yeah. Did you like get her number? Did you guys hook up? Like what happened? <laughs> no. There's a no. bar here in Nashville <laughs> that they don't have menus. You just go and tell them what you kind of like and then oh, it's all mixology awesome. and they make, they make stuff. Is that only for drinks? Yeah. <laughs> I think okay. it'd be a little weird for food. I was like, I like chicken. I like rice. I really like, you know, Indian flavors. Like, what do you guys got? They're like. That's just just an Indian restaurant. <laughs> like, you go in there and you're like, I'm feeling an old fashioned tonight. And they're like, here's what we're going to do. And they like say all this stuff. And then they make a Ooh. fun fancy drink in front of you. Then they make you a regular old fashioned and charge you $25. Take my money. <laughs> now, they don't make a regular. I mean, unless you specifically order it regular, they're like, here's what we want to do with what you want. They like come back with like a. Yeah. Like what kind of notes do you like? We're going to pick this whiskey mm -hmm. and pair it with this thing. I want something that's jaunty, like the beginning of Randy Newman's songs, but not offensive <laughs> to little people like a lot of Randy like, like Newman songs. Like the rest songs. of Randy Newman's <laughs> And you say that, but I bet they would make a really good drink out of that. Uh, if I drank alcohol, I would want to go to this place because I would want to say shit like that. Yep. And just see what happened. And I would drink whatever was put in front of me. The last time I was there, people were in town from New York. And he's like, I'm a bartender in New York, but I came to this bar because the bartenders are so good Ooh. or whatever. And I don't know any of that shit because I'm not in that world. So I was like, oh, cool. I'm at a cool bar. Cool. Nice. <laughs> Uh, mine was at a coffee shop. There was a coffee shop that used to be across from our like original office when the startup I worked for was like six people. And on their menu, it was like latte, cappuccino, fun. And I was like, I'll have one grande fun, please. Thinking I was just like being an asshole. And then he was like, you got it. And I was like, I don't know what I just ordered. And they handed it to me. And it was a cappuccino that tastes like honey Teddy Grahams. Oh, oh shit. shit, I would drink the shit out of that. And then I went back the next day and I was like, can I get another one of those? And the guy was like, oh, I don't even remember what I did. I do it different every time. Oh, I've said that. Yeah, I, like I, I, it was like elusive. I think it's just honey and cinnamon. <laughs> but I don't know for sure. Those and it was one of the, the most delicious things I've flavors. ever had. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I can't do that again. He's like, I don't know. I just squirt stuff in there like Mikey says. <laughs> Every girl I've ever dated has made fun of my coffee game because I put creamer in my coffee. What? I, I can't drink regular coffee by itself. It just makes me shit for days. <laughs> They're like, you're going to put your Rice Krispie Treat creamer in this coffee? I was yes, like, yes, I am. Yeah. They high rode the shit out of me. Like every single person. Not every single person. I hate when people just can't let people enjoy shit. Like, I don't want to drink bitter dirt water. I'm going to pour a little milk creamer in it. I like a black coffee every now and then. Or no. a anyway, we got to we got to get through this movie so I can go get a caramel ribbon crunch frappuccino. Yeah, it is 11 o'clock where I am. So she drinks it. It's amazing. He makes his own cardamom rose syrup, which is a very interesting blending of flavors. Yeah, they hit it off. They go back to his place. 
where coming up from the rear, it's dick and balls followed by the cleft <laughs> of your butt cheeks. Yeah. Yeah, they do have sex. Yes. Um, but she is riding him like a horse and choking him to the point where I was worried about the bones in his neck. Yeah, because she was putting too much pressure on the top, not the sides. Yes. That's where the magic happens. But like yes. she was also like hitting him a lot and he was clearly not into that at all. <laughs> He's like trying to claw <laughs> his way. Like claw her hands out of the way. And I was like, this is not great. I don't I gotta be honest with you. If I was having sex with someone for the first time and this was like the They went that hard. Yeah, I would do it a second time just to see if it was equally as weird. But like no more (laughs) after that if it was. Like there has to be some sort of communication before a lot of that could take place in a safe place. I'm gonna advocate for Captain Fucktastic's method of we need to establish a safe word before we begin. Yeah, before you start hitting me, apparently. like, Well, is this the scene where she's like hurting his balls over and over again? No, no that's, that's later. later. Although, yeah, probably. She just can't hear it yet, right? <laughs> she just I was can't like, hear uh, it yet. I was, like, uh. I was like, with what hand? What is she doing down there? No, Well, because she's got both her hands up at the top, and she's yeah. like choking him and hitting him. And I'm just like, dang. That's not what I need. I get abused all day. I just need to be loved on right now. Hey, hey, here's the thing, though. Some people enjoy that type of behavior. You just got to discuss it yeah, first. Exactly. Communication is key. Yes. I don't hit anybody unless there's like a long conversation with like a signed document attached to it. Yeah. That's fair. That's consent. That's good. It's not only consent. It's legal protection. Yes. You know, but just like Kevin Hart last week, some people want to get hit. And so yeah. discuss it with your partner if that's something that you're looking for in the bedroom. I prefer a condom not to be condemned. <laughs> what about being condomed? Is that like where your dom just like cons you out of money? Yeah, it's findom basically. It's just findom. Yeah, you know, financial, financial domination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're a woman out there who wants to give me money, like let me know. Like I've never yeah. had that fetish anyway she goes right to sleep after i think you mean after for her page for her yes yeah. yeah oh yeah yeah yeah. i have no idea if he came oh i don't think he did i've seen that look before let me crack the code on his face the answer's no <laughs> yeah it's it's kind of a what the fuck just happened to me yeah <laughs> like, i've had that situation where i was like i don't like this i don't like this at all and i want to go home <laughs> say mikey anyway the next morning There's a kid standing next to the bed with her underwear on uh, as a mask. So he says. So he says. Okay. Who was watching this kid while he was at work? Well, no, he was at a friend's house. He was supposed to be there at 10. It's 10.05. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they they explain away why he wasn't there that night. And honestly, why he was sort of in the clear to even bring a woman home. The problem is they overslept. I'm sure that they were going to get up at like 8 and he was going to make her coffee. They were going to have breakfast. And then she was going to leave and his kid was going to come home. I was surprised she stayed (laughs) over. Uh, agreed stranger <laughs> oh, agreed i would be so pissed if i brought someone home the sex was terrible and they're like i'm gonna go to sleep i'm like all right you want me to call you a, uh like an uber you're gonna sleep on the way home in the uber in the uber there <laughs> yeah because uh davis is gonna be here to pick you up in six minutes so you may want to be awake for that <laughs> he's in a black toyota camry <laughs> It's amazing you can't find someone to date long term, Mikey. Todd, Davis is on the way to pick you up. He's in a black <laughs> Toyota Camry. After he drops you off, he's picking me up tacos. <laughs> For Uber Eats, he's got one more stop until he comes home. You're not to touch them. <laughs> yeah. The tacos. I don't care what you and Davis do. I'm not super involved in this relationship. I'm sorry. Anyway. <laughs> <Continue>. <laughs> so... 
she realizes she has slept in, uh, gets up late, and as she does, spills wine on her shirt, puts on her clothes, shows up at work in the same clothes she was wearing the night before, and what she doesn't realize is that there is a used condom on her back. Oh, my God. (laughs) Which, how did it get there? I think it was thrown onto the floor, and then her clothes were on the floor. Oh, okay. But at least he didn't finish. I guess that's true, because they only had sex the one time. Uh-huh. And she got hers and fell asleep immediately. I'm not saying it's not nasty. This, I'm just saying it could be nastier. Sticky. Yeah. Oh, no. It could be... Much worse. Yeah. It could be chock full of cream filling and no one wants that. Unless you're a Drake fan. <laughs> I kind of side with Drake in that story because he can do whatever the hell he wants with his condoms. And if people are like, why is there hot sauce in these? Why are you touching them? Like, what are you, Don't touch them. You want to counter the hot sauce. Like, I don't understand what the problem is here. If you think he's a good rapper, wait till you... You hear his son that he had with Chipotle flavored Tabasco. <laughs> that thing spits hot fire. Yeah, he's so hot right now. I mean, here's the thing. Drake's not a good guy. He's an okay rapper. There are better rappers out there. Yeah, like his son. <laughs> like his son. <laughs> I think he goes by Drake Basco, but Drake, Drake Basco. Tabas Drake. Tabas. He goes by Frank. <laughs> I put that shit on everything, said DJ Khaled about Frank. We all have pets, so I would assume condoms never hit the floor in your household because of that. They also never get you. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. Y'all are in a like very committed relationship. Yeah. I will tell you that I will get up and throw the thing away. So, yes. And yes. depending on how safe I feel, I... We'll pick a small trash can or a large trash can if I have sure. to walk all the way to the kitchen to find the big one. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Like those little bitty trash cans in the in the in the bathroom, that's too small. Like, you know, like you could just see the condom. How big are your condoms? Jesus <laughs> Christ. No, no, no. Your dog can get into oh, the small oh, trash can. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that's the whole reason why you can't just throw them. Yeah, you're I right. have never had sex in a house that did not have a pet. Yeah. So like Well, I gotta put my hot sauce in because I don't want people spilling <laughs> my sperm either. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if that's Drake's policy, that's Todd's policy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, Todd, I'm just going to say you shouldn't adopt Drake's policies just across the board. No, this one, the maybe, one. but like the rest that's of the them. the only one. Yeah, it's the only one. You got to be careful when you're in the process of getting Doug assy. Degrassi, like that show he was on like as a yes. kid. Yes. Oh, he, he's an actor? Back when we still called him Aubrey. <laughs> He was on Degrassi. He was on Degrassi. He was in a wheelchair because he got shot during a school shooting. I don't know anything about what you're saying. You haven't seen Rocky? You haven't seen Degrassi? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Where was Degrassi? Where was Degrassi? Everywhere. Did you have MySpace? <laughs> <laughs> Degrassi. Todd, Todd, it's okay. Degrassi is a Canadian teen sitcom. What the fuck, <laughs> How the fuck was I supposed to watch a Canadian sitcom? Because Drake, a.k.a. Aubrey, is Canadian. He is Canadian. But they showed that shit on Teen Nick or whatever. I didn't realize that you two were like, could watch Canadian TV shows rich growing up. Well, they do still speak English. (laughs) Yeah, my problem watching a Canadian (laughs) TV show wasn't that I couldn't decode the language, Mikey. (laughs) 
This was also this is around the advent of things streaming on the internet for the first time. So that's when a lot of people saw it was like when it you know got put up, Um, and then went through like the backlog and whatever. Some although if you had Nickelodeon, yeah, it played on MTV and it played on Nickelodeon. So it did it did play just not at a regular you know anyway. But you should also know that Drake has a nasty habit of being with ladies that are underage like too young oh i don't like that yeah that's not the policy i was talking about yeah no you just like his hot sauce thoughts <laughs> we got to get back to the rest i'm so tired okay it's two hours earlier for you Paige. i i know but i was also i have been awake and working for 14 hours at this point now straight same Anyway, Tabasco come the yeah, right. she like learned a come lesson. Basco, She's a part. Tabasco. She gets the football. Yeah, Tabasco. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks, yeah. Red Hard. <laughs> That's the porn parody version. <laughs> so they they get the condom off her back, and they're organizing the photo shoot where she has already said in the contract that Lisa Leslie gets the center shot. Yeah, and who is there trying to take that shine? But Jamal Barry's dad, Joe Dalla. Yeah, he's trying to get it for his son, Jamal. He wants his son to be in the middle. Yeah. Right. And we find out that Joe Dalla, if that is his real name. It's not. He's acting as his son's like manager, nutritionist, urologist. Like he lists like all of these things. And he just forgot to feed his lizard in containment. Like (laughs) it is just Tracy Morgan. 100%. I don't think he knew his name was Joe Dalla in this movie. Um, One of my favorite stories about Tracy Morgan ever is that he referred to Hugh Jackman as Jack Human for like <laughs> the entire time he worked near him and was like trying to tell Tina Fey. He's like, oh, I met that guy, Jack Human. And she's like, Jack Human. He's like, you know, from the X-Men. And she's like, what? Who is he talking about? And then was like, Hugh Jackman. And he was like, yeah, the Wolverine. <laughs> so I, from what I've heard from the people who know Tracy this is just the state he exists in normally and you're going to get whatever lines you're going to get and you're going to take them and I think that's the best option (laughs) (laughs) I actually uh, took a flight with Tracy Jordan well, Tracy, Tracy Morgan. Morgan, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like stood next to him at baggage claim and just heard him talking to his son about how he much he loved Tina Fey. I swear to God, that's great. He talked for about fifteen minutes straight about how great Tina Fey was to him. Oh, yeah. My favorite is that video of him standing in the airport singing along to yeah. the music. I've seen that and just too. pure joy. Yeah. And I'm like, how, and everyone around him is sitting there just like, what the fuck? Like, how? and I'm like, how are you not singing along with this man? I know. <gasps> My sister met Tracy Morgan one time. I just remember this right now. I can't believe this is like a far back. Back when we were in college, my sister met him late at night at a Burger King and was just, (laughs) yes, and was like, oh, my God, I love you, Tracy Morgan. This is amazing. And he's just like, prove it. And she sang Fat Neck Girl from 30 Rock. (laughs) Fat Neck Girl, let me count your neck rings. And he was like, all right, you cool. And like high five to her left. That's a memory I haven't thought about in a long time. Yeah, Tracy Morgan. Anyway, she's like, maybe there's a win-win here where we can find a way to share the front. Yeah. And she goes to talk to Lisa and Lisa's like, oh, how many champions does he like you can't put this kid who's not even played professionally on the same level 
as me, a person who is a leader in my field. Like legit won gold medals, won championships, like at a professional level. Yeah. Yes. And so Ali is like, you're right. And there's a contract. So that's what it's going to be. And then Tracy Morgan's like, well, good, because I ate all those shrimps and we're leaving. So I got free shrimps. I won. You won. Win, win. We're leaving. (laughs) And everyone's kind of pissed at her. And they're all just like, fucking condom on your back. And she's like, I was dyeing my hair. It was a rubber glove. (laughs) Well, because her assistant (laughs) took it off her back. And she's like, you got to take this to your grave. You could tell no one. Yep. Although they all saw it and just didn't say anything. Oh, yeah. Everyone saw it. Yeah. Yes. We cut to she shows up at her friend's bachelorette with the good champagne and clearly is upset, but is like, you know what? I'm going to put it away for the night. Yeah. I do love that. The other bridesmaid, uh, Wendy McClendon Covey. Oh, from Reno 911? From Reno 911. Yeah. Yes. yes. I do love that she's like, I don't smoke that anymore. I'm high on Christ. And like every, everything she, every sentence she starts is about her religion, but is also one of the filthiest things people say in the movie. Yeah. And I love it. It is very funny. Yeah, she's great. And they hired a psychic for kind of their little like pre-party before they go out to the club. I love this whole little thing. Love it. The psychic is like one of my favorite things in the whole movie. Yeah, every time we meet her or talk to her, she steals the show. It's so funny. She's great. But so she starts, she's like speaking in tongues and it's just song lyrics. Yeah. (laughs) You kind of hear little bits of it. Um, And she pulls... Ali aside to do a card reading and then she deals out conservatively 70% of that tarot deck like so many cards did you see as she was like throwing them down one of them is just like an uno skip card yes so (laughs) stupid so funny the noise she makes every time she flips a card too is like It's Ugh. so funny, man. Do you know a Brian? <laughs> she flips a ton of them and just like, oh, 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 oh. you're having problems at work. And I lost my shit. I was laughing because well, so it was hard. like such a general thing that like 90 people could identify with. Yeah. <laughs> well, and she's like, you overheard me talking to my girlfriends. And she's like, you know, there's a man there who doesn't want you to succeed and you're going to have a relationship with someone that begins with a W, Will. And she's like, how'd you know that? Like, were you spying on me? She's like, no, I'm 19 years sober except for weed, peyote and crack. And she was like, crack? And she's like, what? No, I didn't say. (laughs) (laughs) Never, never said it. But tells her that she can help her connect with men and heal her inner portal and basically just doses her with tea. Well, with like extra tea, right? Like extra tea with a, with a little bit of, bit, a bit of weed in it as yeah, well, yes. Yeah, that's what gave it that earthy aroma to it. But I think she like dosed her so when she go to the club, like that she would be like handsy and end up with a guy. Like she drugged her so that she would have a one night stand more or less. Yes. And I mean, I don't know how many people on Molly that you have seen, uh, but it is undeniable. Like that's one of those drugs that people cannot hide that they are on. Well, (laughs) like I will never forget doing a show at the comedy store. And there was a guy, like a whole group that had taken Molly, like right in the front. And one of them was wearing a fur vest and the guy behind him just kept (laughs) like petting him. Yeah. Couldn't stop touching it. And then as I was like telling jokes, the guy would be like, yes, <laughs> he was petting the vest. Oh, God, that's and then I watched a waitress single handedly throw him onto the sidewalk. And he was just like, what? No, <laughs> it was very funny. But yeah, yes, hilarious. Yes. He's just like <laughs> raking his fingers up and down this vest. 
Anyway, so they all go to the club. She is feeling it. They're all drinking. Yeah. And as she's dancing with them and their inflatable penis, she <laughs> loses her balance and smacks her head on the stage. And she gets a head injury. Yes, a head injury. Yeah. And she's transported to the Hallmark Christmas City, where she <laughs> believes she is a knight. No, but she is transported to a single room <laughs> hospital that they just have... <sighs> In the closet somewhere so they can film scenes like this. Yes, absolutely. Because yeah. it's the same room both times. It is, yeah. She wakes up in the hospital and she can hear voices. Like she can hear that her doctor's on cocaine, which by the way, a lot of doctors on cocaine. They're expected to work long hours, guys. Have some empathy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and also watch out for the ones that are like gritting their teeth and rubbing their gums. Uh, so. Hey, COVID was hard. COVID was tough. <laughs> A little bit of COVID <laughs> relief, you know? Uh, so her friend tries to bribe the nurse at the station for pills with combos, <laughs> which I found great. Which combos she bought out of the vending machine <laughs> at the <laughs> hospital <laughs> that the nurse always has access to. Meet me on floor eight <laughs> in the closet. <laughs> yeah. But she can't drive for a week. Now her assistant has to drive her and she keeps hearing people. Yeah. This is where she kind of confronts the assistant and is like, stop talking without moving your lips. Like, I feel like I can hear you. And as she walks up into the like courtyard in front of her office building, she can hear everyone. Yeah. And one of my favorites is the first guy she hears, which is just, I wish I could just shit anywhere. That would be cool. As he's like <laughs> watching a dog take a dump. I feel like for as non-sexual as a lot of these thoughts are, I feel like some of them are very real. Like the thoughts that you wouldn't necessarily immediately think of, but just the like, like the idea of like, I wish I could shit anywhere. That'd be cool. Like that's oh, something. Yeah. People I do think that you shouldn't assume that wanting to shit in public isn't sexual for someone. That's true. That's accurate, Todd. So I read that as sexual, honestly. I was like, oh, it, gross. I mean, <laughs> maybe. Especially if you're like shitting in the shape of two people having sex. Well, then it's high art, page. <laughs> Except that it's low art because it's on the ground. Yeah. You're the world's first artist 3D printer. <laughs> Don't give people ideas, Todd. Now some performance artist is going to go out there and be the human 3D printer and just shit on the floor of some gallery and everyone's going to applaud them and write think pieces about yeah, it. Yeah, they'll have that plastic thing, the slider that, that Play-Doh has that you just slide the Play-Doh through to make sh stars shape. <laughs> But like attached to their butt. Mm -hmm. You did that, Todd. <laughs> I'm not saying I don't want tickets because I do. <laughs> I don't. I think what you mean is you do do, Paige. Oh, God. I'm going to see if anyone has done this yet. Paige, you probably can't find it because you're not typing it right. It's 3D poop gallery stink pieces, not think pieces. <laughs> <laughs> not human 3 dookie printer. <laughs> you're always having to replace the reels. Uh <laughs> Just constantly eating bananas in an empty gallery. Someone get this man a fiber muffin. I like what this says about the interaction of man <laughs> with our emptiness. Anyway, so she she hears a bunch of troubling things, weird things, regardless. Like a five minute bit about someone 3D printing shit out their ass. <laughs> hey, aren't you glad you heard this? This was a gift. <laughs> You don't want to give back your gift, do you? It's on fire and on my front porch, though. <laughs> so it's wrapped. <laughs> You're welcome for wrapping it for you. There's a gift wrap up charge. When I shit, I have to pour hot sauce on it. 
<laughs> just in case he grows up to be a spicy child. <laughs> yeah. Only by stealing it, you know, like Drake. <laughs> anyway, she goes into her office and this is where she finds out that one of the guys has a fake watch. Um, the other one hates himself and is constantly questioning himself. And I think those are actually really interesting, real internal thoughts of just the insecurities that they think. They're both insecurity based. Yeah, I thought that was interesting yeah. too, Paige. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then there's also, you know, one where it's like these piercings hurt or one guy's like anal isn't cheating. <laughs> which is <laughs> wild. That's not correct for the record. Yeah. I do think Pete Davidson, at first, I thought there was nothing in his head because she seemed to only hear his external thoughts. But then she hears the internal. And at first, it seems like he's hitting on her. But then he's imagining her kind of as a man a little bit. We will find out. Oh, I think he was always thinking about her assistant. Uh. Oh, oh, that makes it where it's not directed at her. You yeah. just think it is because the movie kind of fakes you out. And all he says is, I'd love to see those nipples, right? That's true. But her assistant is technically in between yeah. Pete Davidson and her. So yeah, like when that happened, I was like, Hi, it'd be funny if he was talking about the assistant. And then later in the movie, when Pete Davidson and him hook up, I looked at Natalie and I was like, I totally sort of called that. You're like five for five on predicting shit. Yeah. I do all right. Anyway, so she at this point admits to her assistant she can see, she can hear thoughts, she can hear his, and he's like, I'll get you a shrink. And she's like, no, let, let's not. Let's go back to this lady. And as they walk through kind of the whole courtyard of like hearing everybody it's wild uh this is like tinder or grinder is one of them or like how did she get pregnant i pulled out twice (laughs) 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 Um, and he has her walk him through last night so he he has her walk through like okay the psychic and the drinking so they go to find the psychic which is at the back of a hair salon where she is clearly their nail tech because she has like a whole nail setup yes which is great well and she has like super long intricate nails too so like when you see that i was like oh that makes the nails make sense yes so like all of this is hilarious but when she walks back there she is like yeah so what do you need indica or sativa what's up (laughs) and she's like what i'm not selling weed it's illegal in georgia (laughs) um but she basically is like remember me from last night this is what happened you gave me this tea and he's like oh that was just jasmine tea with weed and ecstasy in it you signed a waiver (laughs) i'm not liable yeah uh but she's like well it gave me psychic powers and she's like that's amazing like most of the time, this shit just gets you high. Yeah. <laughs> it's just her outlook on it cracks me up a little bit too, where she's <laughs> like, this is a phenomenon and tells her that she has the shine, which is yes. great. <laughs> like, I thought that was very funny. I like how she positions it as like, you can read every man's mind and that is something that you want to give up. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and she's like, you were having trouble at work. How can they plot against you and keep you down if you're in their head? Yeah. And she's like, oh. I think I want to keep this gift a little longer. Right. Yeah. So she listens in on her coworkers and finds out there's a poker night happening and she is not invited. Yes. So she shows up up and and at this point i was like there was a fucking poker night because everyone is there her co-workers and her boss so her boss was actively participating in workplace culture to exclude her yes and they're making work decisions there well yeah because their potential client is there right because joe dalla is there i 
I'm not sure if the son's there, but Joe Dalla makes the decisions. They make that very clear in the movie. Yeah. And Shaq is there, which is great. Well, and a bunch of other, yeah. So like Mark Cuban's yeah. there. Yeah. Like there's a lot yes. of, there's a lot of people at that table that would be beneficial for everyone at the company, not just the men at the company, you know? Mm-hmm. But she starts listening in on Tracy Morgan's thoughts. And one is like, yeah, I should jizz into my like freezer and make baby ice cubes. And she's just kind of like, <laughs> what the f- but this is where he's like you got big lady balls and every time she listens in he's like i gotta learn how to start a fire in the woods but i'm terrified of squirrels maybe i could turn them into frogs pretzels are delicious like it's just madness but then she also hears her boss fart and like yeah you know who's got what money and she wins a bunch but then strategically lets him win yeah she lets joe dalla win yeah yes on her way home, she runs into Captain Fucktastic and she's overhearing him thinking that she and her assistant are a thing. And she's like, I'm not with that guy. And then is listening in on him being like, why can't she make the move if she could just slam me against these doors and kiss me? And I was like, go for it, girl. Yeah. Like, yes. And she does. Uh, they go up to his place. She freshens up. She goes up to the loft where he has a full-blown sex swing. Oh. Yes, he And does. he somehow managed to buckle himself into it and a gimp suit. Like Usually that boy. takes two people. <laughs> yeah. I was like, impressive. I don't think he could have done that to himself, honestly. He must be double-jointed. Yeah. <laughs> well, you guys didn't know his name. Harry Houdini the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> AKA Captain Fucktastic. Yeah. Captain Fucktastic the first. Uh, but he's like, we need to establish a safe word. And she's just like, what the fuck? And he's like, no, you've got to be more specific. Than that. <laughs> Which is great. That is actually a good rule for safe words. It can't be something yes. that you might actually scream. A lot of people pick the word pineapple. I have heard this from many people. Okay. <laughs> that pineapple is an oft picked safe word. I thought right. it wouldn't be pineapple because of the associated with the swinger culture. You know, swingers put pineapples a lot of their house or whatever. Is that true? It's co-opted because pineapples are a historical symbol of hospitality, but in the swinger culture, it is overused. I did not know that. I don't like pineapple myself, so I, I don't really delve into all like of if that. You're, if your mailbox was like a big pineapple, I'd be like more concerned. Right, right. If you just happen to have a couple random pineapple things in your house, I'm like, maybe you're into tropical shit. Yeah. But if they're, if like you're, if you live in a pineapple under the sea, uh -huh, you're, you're definitely fucking. swinger Bob fuck pants. Uh -huh. so. <laughs> so much Frank's red hot sauce in that fridge. So much. I think Drake sprinkles it on her back when he pulls out. Oh, God. Oh, no. That, that would burn, too. Like, it kind of burns your skin. Gotta be safe. <laughs> what if she's a gremlin? <laughs> what if she's that sexy lady gremlin from Gremlins 2? That's a good sketch. Like, you fuck a gremlin and you, like, have safe sex, but then, like, you bring her a snack and it's after midnight and babies pop out. And you're like, oh! I tried did everything right. <laughs> so we cut to the presentation for Jamal and Joe Dalla, and they have made a wildly offensive pitch video. This felt to me like someone gave Malibu's most wanted a year subscription to Premiere. <laughs> and this you is what he came up with. Yeah, whatever the fuck his, his name was in that movie. Yeah. B-Red. It is that kind of offensive. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it's pretty much a scrapbook of everything that was quote unquote cool in the year 2001. Right. Right, right. The, the only thing it reminds me of more than that is the fake Al Pacino music video in, in uh 
Tropic Thunder, the one, the commercial for booty sweat. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. But she sees the video as offensive and is he listening to their thoughts and they're just like, what the fucking fuck? Uh, and so she's like, hey, this video is bullshit. Yeah. You should go with us because we actually do understand you. and We want to get you the thing that you want. And you could freelance and pay a lower rate. But what you're paying for is for us to develop relationships and get you the best way to kind of protect your investment. Yeah. And Joe Dollar's just like, I never considered a female agent till right now, but you're convincing me, except that I don't trust a woman without a family, which is fucked up. But <laughs> of course it is. It's dumb. People do that, though. Yeah, I was going to say that's probably not the first time or the last time that that's happened. So I, I encounter that all the time or or people just come up and they're like, so you're like, you seem like a career lady when you're going to have kids. And it's like that. First of all, it's up to me. So, I mean, it doesn't I don't have to don't tell you ever ask that like that. Yeah, such, don't ask people uh, that. that. That question is such a minefield because some people want them and can't have them. And then that's mm-hmm. like a hor- horrible thing or ha- had them and lost them or. Yep. Just like don't want them for personal reasons. Like there's never a good result to that question. Or it's just not the right time. You don't live their sure. life. You know, yeah. like whatever. Absolutely. Yeah. It's never an okay question to ask. Mom, stop asking me. <laughs> Some people rub Cholula all over their dick too much, you know? Cholula? On your, why are you putting Cholula on your dick? Okay, again, Todd, safe sex is responsible <laughs> sex. Also, you can't ask that, Todd. Some people want to have Cholula on their dick, but <laughs> yeah. can't have yeah. it. They Some people have, it. have a lifestyle that's not conducive to having Cholula on their dick, and they don't need your judgment. You know what? I apologize to all my Cholula <laughs> heads out there. Yeah, big and little. Yeah, mushroom or soft tip. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> Bless you. They call me Sneeze, it's Christ. <laughs> I don't think they call you that. <laughs> it is that late. It is 11.35 p.m. on a Monday night. We have all worked like a 15-hour day. We're like, do we want to push till tomorrow like responsible adults? Nah, fuck it. We'll just go. We'll just well, go. tomorrow is Valentine's Day. None and of you're us starting your plans. program tomorrow. <laughs> That's true. I mean... Whatever. I'm planning on having (laughs) lots of sexy horse races, and so I need to be spry and well-rested anyway. So (laughs) in the lobby, she spots Will and his son, who we will find out have come to bring her back her driver's license that she lost at his house. Yeah. But she, they walk over and she immediately pretends that they are family. That they are not family, that they are married and that is her child. And that is her child. Yeah. Well, they're in an olive garden. (laughs) <laughs> they just really wanted the breadsticks It's never ending pasta bowl <laughs> Just go along with it Will <laughs> We can get all the mediocre bread we want for free It is truly mediocre <laughs> But also so There's something about dipping it in Alfredo sauce That's just mm. Oh yeah, It's like the perfect combination of white trashness It's so good Yes Anyway She invites them to her skybox at the Hawks game uh, and pretends like she's doing it to apologize to them, but is definitely positioning it so it looks to Tracy Morgan as if they are married with children. Oh, yeah. And like them coming to that family box would be normal, right? Yeah. Right. And I still don't understand how Will doesn't get it because like, I feel like she's kind of obvious about it. It is pretty clear. Even in this scene, it's way more obvious in the skybox scene or whatever that yes. place is called. Like, it's super obvious then, but it doesn't get it then either. Right. So we cut to 
She gets Schmidt, Max Greenfield, yeah. pulls her into his office and is just like, that was supposed to be a team presentation. And she was just like, with that racist video. And he's just like, <laughs> we were trying. And she's just like, if you would listen to me, I could have helped you. And she's like, I know you didn't vote for me. And he's like, no, I always vote for you. Yeah. Because you have the numbers to be there. But maybe I shouldn't have because you are crazy right now. And she's just like, oh, and he's like, you don't have a lot of friends here because you kind of are out for yourself all the time. And she does make a very compelling argument that if she was a guy, people would call her a go-getter. And I think she's correct, to be honest with you. I think he's also correct in being like, they'd probably call you a dick as well or whatever he says. Yeah, behind your yeah. back, probably. Yeah. yeah. Which is fine. But I think she's absolutely right. Like, I think it's... Yeah. Not okay, but more socially acceptable for a man to be an asshole at work than it is for a woman to. I think she could have been the same amount of asshole and gotten the promotion if she was a man. I think if she was a man, especially if she was a white man, she would have gotten the promotion five years ago. Yeah. Well, and and it's there is something about being that assertive of a woman that can hold you back, which sucks. It's not fair that like. You cannot make the same moves. Yeah, I didn't even think about it from that angle of it, but you're right. Because it, it, that yeah. is seen as like a undesirable trait in a woman, which yes. is so dumb. I don't know. It's it's so yeah, dumb. But it is also a trait necessary to do the job. Like she's doing the job in the way that her peers are and being graded on an unfair curve. A hundred percent. I would argue that she's doing that job way better because she has yeah, to. Yeah, probably. Because the rest of them are coasting by on knowing a famous person in the NFL. You know? Yep. So, like, she actually has a roster of a lot of clients that love and respect her, you know? Yep. So, she comes back to her desk, and this is where she overhears Pete Davidson and realizes that he's talking about the assistant, not her. Yeah. And is just like, oh, okay. So, we cut to the game in the skybox. And this is, I, we never get an answer to this question, but I love that Tracy Morgan just walks up to her and is like, I have the most important question to you. Do you trust Elon Musk? Because he seems kind of like a Bond villain with a shark lair. And I'm just like, answer the question, please. And this is before he bought Twitter. This movie came out in 2019. Like, Tracy Morgan is the only one asking these questions at this time. (laughs) That's so funny. It isn't like Uh, now where you're like, of course he's a Bond villain. Here's the thing, he's not the only one. Bezos, also a Bond villain. Yeah. Like, the guy who runs Virgin Airlines has been a Bond villain forever. Like, you know, there's a lot of Bond villains going around. Little Bond villainry, little skull islands yes. with laser sharks. Anyway, uh, Will, <laughs> Will and his kid get there, and they kind of have, like, a fun family time, but she's definitely pretending to be his mom and, yeah. like, promises him a race car cake and all under the auspices of like trying to get Tracy Morgan to like her. Yeah. And again, Will doesn't quite pick up on it, which is strange to me, but it is strange. Although like Jamal is super famous and he has just met Jamal for the second time and Jamal remembered his name. So like in my mind, he was a little starstruck with the whole event. Yeah. And maybe that's why he missed it because it is really obvious that she is like playing the mother role in a very inappropriate way because this is the second time she met this child. Yep. But they make it through the game. Yeah. They get out. She introduces Jamal to Carl Anthony 
they have a fun little conversation. This is one of the other places where we get somebody with a song stuck in their head, which I think is really funny. And I thought it was cool that Carl Anthony like sang it. Like he's not the best singer yeah. in the world, but he just if like you got pee. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, damn, I gotta get that song stuck out of my head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she kind of ushers him away before Joe Dalla can run up and ruin everything. Yeah. And Joe comes up and is like, what kind of deals can we expect if we sign with you? And Jamal is like, hey, you can't expect her to work without signing. Like, this is not how this works. Yeah. But we cut to her office the next day and her assistant is trying to think of Peach Cobbler to avoid her hearing his actual (laughs) thoughts. I did love that. (laughs) He schedules a date with will along with her friend and his and her fiance yeah he like behind her back schedules a double date which i thought was like a great move (laughs) it works out but this is also where yeah he's like i would be a great agent i know all of this stuff and like i've even helped you out sometimes right and she's like oh well you don't know everything because you would have known that this other person had a crush on you and it's not me, it's him. Yeah. He's like, you're actually just changing the subject here and I get (laughs) you dangling a fruit in front of me, but... (laughs) What you're trying to do is get me dick so I stop asking about my promotion and raise. Which like, like, you know... I don't hate it, but I can we do both maybe? The raise, promotion, and dick? Yeah, dick doesn't pay my rent. It doesn't. Remember, (laughs) unless you work in the sex work industry... Dick don't Don't pay pay rent. rent. Anyway, we cut to her playing pool with her friends, and she (sighs) overhears her friend's fiance checking out the waitress. And not just like checking her out like, oh, she's cute, but being like, I should try to have sex with her. Like, making a plan. Yeah. Like, (laughs) yes, it's very clear that would not be the first time he cheated on her. He Glenn Gulia's the situation, (laughs) if you will. It it is as bad as Julia Gulia's fiance. That's correct. And she kind of sets Will up to see what he'll say about the waitress and then listens in. And I do love his thought process of being like, why would I waste a second on her when I've got this woman over here? Yeah. And so it really is him like, no, I'm focusing on you. I'm here with you. Which is amazing. I also like that he said that in a way that like didn't talk bad about the waitress or no. whatever. He was just like, I'm not here with her. I'm here with you. So I'm, I want to focus on you. That's why I'm here. Right. Yeah. And so they do the like, oh, show me how to play because I'm bad at it. So they can all like cuddle up and play. Yeah. They go back to the bedroom. And this is where she starts, you know, like on your marks, get set. <laughs> Jockey's <laughs> at the ready. And he communicates i mean a she's listening to him but also in the moment he's like hey can we can we not but this mikey is the scene where he's like oh my balls like what are you doing yeah. like yeah <laughs> oh god <laughs> yeah. the balls don't flick them while we're having sex oh or ever <laughs> i don't think she was flicking them i think she was riding too hard and crushing them against his legs just saying yeah but it's like jogging in the 90s before compression shorts yes i guess I didn't have balls in the 90s. Well, I did. And it checks out. He's right. Okay. All right. (laughs) So they communicate and he's like, let's share. Nobody's in control. We'll take turns. And then we cut to afterwards where they're both like stunned and sweaty. I don't know if this is appropriate terminology, Mm. but it looks like he's shell shocked. Like he has experienced a change. Yes. After this event. Well, the pro- that change only lasts about 22 seconds. 
<laughs> Once the refractory period ends, yes, that 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 clarity, that moment, if you will, not a long moment. It's very fleeting, you might say. <laughs> I yeah. do like that he keeps Gatorade in his fridge for post-sex electrolyte replenishment. I've got flavors. I have a handful of friends that do the same, <laughs> and they've got flavors. But Mikey, I laughed so hard when he's like, "I got flavors, girl." <laughs> yes, it just made me laugh so hard. I loved it. I found out a couple years ago that this was a commonality among some of my male friends that they all kept Gatorade for after sex in the fridge. Yeah, our house was a Powerade house in college. Mm. Oh. Some people eat toast. Some people drink Gatorade. Yeah. I haven't had sex in a while. <laughs> should buy yourself some fucking Gatorade, bro. Well, after the story you told last week, I'm surprised. <laughs> but also, buy yourself some Gatorade. Visualize it. Put Gatorade on your vision board. You know Mikey is a vitamin water boy. I prefer God. vitamin water myself. I think it tastes better than Gatorade. You hear that, ladies? And they make a sugar-free version that doesn't taste like ass. That's just when I eat healthy for two days. <laughs> anyway, we cut to her talking to her dad who is like so why the bartender and it's as he's gonna like meet them and hang out with them and they seem to have like a pretty cute day of yeah. like her dad hanging with the kid and them kind of hanging together and talking the about scene. their life philosophy yeah. yeah this is the stuff that makes the movie like really work that they don't have enough of yes. i agree i i wish they had more of this i do feel like they they focus way too much on the sports and not enough on the romance and i really love how over the course of this day like the dad sort of 180s yeah, on how he, he feels about will yeah and i think what i think what does it is they make it clear in like their last sort of or maybe the end of the day montage you'd call it it, where they're like talking and he's like I can see myself a lot in Will more or less is like her dad's stance mm-hmm. he's like I had to raise Ali by myself he's raising a son by himself and he sees a lot of himself in him in Will and I, I think that comes across by the end of the day right and they both kind of I think it is a lot of that respect of like I raised her on my own yeah you raised your kid on your own and he's a good kid and he's very sweet yeah uh so we cut to the next day in her office and this is where she kind of like sets up her assistant and pete davidson to play fantasy football together quote unquote fantasy football wanky blanky wanky blanky uh but then they find out that joe dalla called a press conference and he has decided to pull his son from the nba draft to have him play in china now here's the thing Playing overseas can be lucrative. Like, that's a thing. They say three times as much as what he was offered. That's unlikely, but... That seemed like a lot. For like a first (laughs) round draft pick. Not even a first round draft pick. Like, the first picked in the draft, right? Yes. Like, that guy is guaranteed a big contract. Right. Yeah. I would say it was not wise, but it's also Joe Dalla calling the shots. Sure, yeah. And Ethan who is the agent that's defected from their agency is offering them 5% instead of 10%, which by the way, 10% is like super normal. <laughs> like you should, if you have an agent of almost any kind, you should expect to pay 10%. My biggest laugh in this movie when the boss is like, and you gave him the idea to cut the rate to 5%. That could destroy our whole business model. I was like, you gave him the idea that he should do the work cheaper <laughs> and that's what's going to destroy your business model. Yeah. He's not a good business owner, Mikey. No, he's not. No. He's like, you gave him that idea. I was like, okay. You don't think anyone could just be like, I'll do it for a percent less or whatever? Yeah. 
A good agent is worth the money, too. Yeah. Anyway, so he has everyone leave the room except for Ali. And then he basically blames Ali for this, which is bonkers because he wouldn't even let her in on the group project. And then suddenly is holding her like solely responsible for this deal falling through, even though somebody defected and undercut their prices. I mean, literally, it could not have been her fault. They honestly... No one seems really good for at their job. Like, you know, at least in Mad Men, like they come up with an ad and it's like really good or whatever. Yeah. And this one, I was like, are any of these people decent at being a sports agent? I mean, she is. I think everyone but else she's the only one, is I positioned think. as no. Maybe Max. We don't really know a lot about Max's work life. Right. Max Greenfield, I should say. Uh, Schmidt. Right. But we really only see that it's her that is like a badass agent. Well, and, and I, I would trust Max Greenfield because he has faith in her. Like he yeah. sees that she's doing well. So which for me makes me understand that like he understands or whatever. But also I I feel like for many women watching this movie, this is a very identifying experience where you've been passed over for people underqualified. Oh, I'm sure. Right. Yeah. I'm sure it is. Yeah. For me, definitely. It's like, yeah, they're not good at their jobs. And they didn't get the promotion by being good at their jobs. They got it because they had a dick and the guy giving out jobs also had a dick. And that's how this worked. And that's kind of what it is. You have to, you know, it's like to get the promotion as a guy, you have to be pretty good. To get it as a woman, you have to be undeniable. That's a ridiculous standard. I've heard it as competent and undeniable. Like, it, you, yep. To get the promotion as a man, you have to be competent. To get it as a woman, you have to be undeniable. Undeniable. Yeah. Which I mean, both both of them are true. Like, I I completely agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I I very much identified with her frustrations, and at the end, which we'll get to in just a second, when it looked like she was going to like win their boys' club, I was kind of disappointed if that's the way it was going to end, and pleasantly surprised when it didn't. Yeah. So she basically is like, you're pinning this on me because I'm a black woman. Like you literally, it er, there is blame to go all around. I'm the closest to saving this. You're threatening to fire me, but not firing me. And you're only not firing me because it would look bad because I am black and a woman. He's like, I yeah. didn't say that. But that is what he is saying. Is 100% no, he what he is saying. He literally said that. Like, I mean, okay, so maybe he didn't say those words, but like he confirmed when yes. she asked. Like that is right. more or less saying the word, sir. Like you conveyed that message, right? Yeah. Anyway, so he's just like gaslighting her and it's terrible. This is the scene where I was like, okay, it definitely was him keeping her out, right? It he was keeping her out 100%. Was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so she walks out and Will is there to meet her because at this point she and Will now do have a relationship, but he, her boss has only met him as part of the fake relationship. So her boss is just like, oh, thank God you can stop pretending this. And basically Will is like, what are you talking about? Like, and pretending? she has to basically pretending. And he's like, you used me and my son as a prop. Like, get the fuck away from me. Yeah. I mean, it, I would be pissed, too. Like, I understand why he's pissed. so upset. Yeah. So she goes back to the psychic and is like, these powers have ruined my life. And she's like, well, I don't know what to tell you because I drank all of the rest of that tea and I only heard Joan Rivers and Tupac and they don't get along. <laughs> and so she basically says, maybe you're looking at this the wrong way. With great power comes great responsibility, Spider-Man, to tell the truth. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle Ben. 
And so she says, let the spirit guide you. Now, Ali takes this in a way that I think she did not under like intend. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't know if that's what they meant when when this, this happened. So. Now, I, I do think like if all of your friends partners are cheating on your friends, that does put you in kind of a precarious situation there morally and ethically. Yeah, I think I would probably tell my friends, but I would, but not at the wedding. I would have I would have probably found a way to tell her after that pool date. Yeah, I would have been like, we need to talk before the wedding or like during yes. the worst case scenario the two couple hours before yeah when we're getting ready yeah mm -hmm. yeah because essentially she gets trashed at her friend's wedding and then reveals from the like altar who all is cheating on who yeah so i thought that she only revealed it at the altar because before at the restaurant it wasn't confirmation that he had cheated yet just that he was thinking about it and at the altar while he's marrying her best friend or whatever, he's oh, like, he heard oh, I'm so glad I fucked her cousin while she was in Boston. Like, which is a wild thing yeah. to think while you're about to say your vows. But yeah, right. So that's what he thinks. And she hears that. And that's what sets her off. Well, yeah, because she wouldn't let that cousin bring her kids to the wedding. I think we're probably <laughs> cutting all the kids at the wedding part. Right. Probably. But I'll have it in case we keep it. Just like children. <laughs> spicy, spicy children. Anyway, so she reveals not only that her cousin, or the, the bride's cousin slept with the groom, yeah. but also that one of the other bridesmaids' husband was in a gay relationship with one of his friends, <laughs> yeah. or at least a hookup thing with one of his friends. Which the husband tries to, de to deny, but the other party in that relationship- It's like, how dare you? Yes. Definitely confirms it, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> correct, correct. And thus ensues a crazy fight in yes. which Wendy McClendon Covey is just filming it all on her cell phone and they rip out some of Phoebe Robinson's locks or at least I'm not sure if it was, I, I assume they were actual locks and not a, a wig, which would hurt so bad if somebody ripped your locks out. Someone's wig does get snatched in this. She does. It's it's the other girl yes. that tries to fight Phoebe Robinson. Yes. Her wig gets snatched, and then she says, eat it. Eat the wig. And I <laughs> lost my mind. That's it how was, I knew that. so yeah. funny. I love that line, too. It was so funny. She goes to hit her with a vase, hardcore face vase in, but like misses and knocks out Ali instead. Yeah. And then she wakes up in... What I think the is same hospital yeah, room. the same hospital room, the one that's been dead for 10 years and gives you the ability to like hear men's thoughts. Right. Until you close them in boxes and then let them loose at the <laughs> overlook. Yeah. But this is very much like she's been kicked in the head by a mule now so she can no longer hear men's voices. Right. Excuse or men's me. Thoughts. His name was Max. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> His name was Troubadour and he's an award winning racehorse. Jockey. Jockey. Anyway. So she can't hear thoughts anymore. And the doctor went to rehab or detox, I think he says. The doctor had to go to rehab. Because he was in the blow, blow, blow. Uh -huh. <laughs> I'm just doing rounds. And if you need some powder ground. Anyway, sorry. We got to move on. She can't hear his thoughts. But also she has burned all the friendships around her. So no one is there to take her home. Right. So she has to make her way back to her house at the treadmill. And she's like running through the things that she heard people say. Yeah. And I think at this point has the realization of like, I just need to be honest with people and at least apologize for whatever my part is in all of these situations. Yeah. I think she has her, oh, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me moment. Me. 
I'm the problem. It's yeah, me. she was listening to Taylor Swift while she was running. You know, that's that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. So let me let me rephrase that because mm. she's only the problem in the relationship. I hate what happened to her at her office. I yes, think absolutely. What, what she yeah. is what she is struggling with is what happened with Will and her son, which I think Correct. is on her. Yeah. Right. And she goes and talks to her dad and she and her dad have this great conversation about like maybe we have reacted to situations in our life in a certain way because we're afraid of losing the people we love. But yeah. we need to be more honest and vulnerable. Mm-hmm. It's a cool talk. It I like is. the boxing yeah. metaphors work for me. I really like her dad. Yeah. Every yeah. scene where it's just the two of them and they're having like heart to heart. Yes. You know, conversations. It's great. So she goes to her office and I love that as she passes by her assistant, he's like, yeah, I don't need to ask her about this. Serena Williams won't do local TV ads for a Matrix tour. <laughs> <laughs> but she calls her assistant in and she's like, I can't read your thoughts anymore, but I need to apologize to you because I tried to keep you down because I needed you and you've been a better friend to me than I deserved. Yeah. And you'd be a great agent and you are getting a raise and a promotion TBD. Like, we'll try to figure it out. But also, I understand if you want to work somewhere else. And I love that she's like, but full disclosure, I'm not even sure if I still work here. So, yeah, I don't know. Have you heard anything? Is yeah. Like- <laughs> Yeah, but she's like, I wish I'd gotten out of my own head. I wish I'd listened to Jamal. And she realizes she did listen to him. Yeah. She goes to the place where he plays pickup basketball and just has a conversation with him of like, hey, what do you want? Do you want to play in China or do you want to play here? And he basically is like, I want to play here. I want to celebrate in the place that I grew up. Yeah. Like, that's where I want to be. So then we cut to her showing up on Margarita Mondays with her friends. And she's like, look, I'm sorry I wrecked your wedding, but I also couldn't let you marry a total asshole. Yeah. And I'm sorry for both of you. I will make it up to you. Like, Margarita Mondays on me. And I need to prioritize my friends more because I do care about you. And I need to make time for the people I care about in my life. And they're like... All right, but it's going to cost you. Yeah, apparently she's going to be paying for Margarita Monday forever. Which I think is kind of unfair. Me too, because their token white friend is like, well, it's my cheat day and I'm going to eat a shitload. Right. Yes. I know white people be freeloading. I don't know if you know, but this is my blood. Uh, no. <laughs> anyway, we cut from there to the draft where Jamal gets drafted. So clearly he, you know, went with her. She pulled some strings. He got drafted. Yeah, because he's not in China, right? Like, Because he's not in China. <laughs> he's eligible yeah. for the draft, so clearly she won. And my favorite is that, that Tracy Morgan comes up and is like, this is the worst thing to happen for U.S.-China relations since Nixon shot and ate a panda. I don't think he did. <laughs> either of those things but he might have the 70s were weird yeah 70s were wild yeah uh that's what watergate was really hiding uh follow the panda Halle Burton. oh wait pandas i guess are technically marsupials i need a panda i don't think they're marsupials <laughs> i always thought they were bears on account of their last name. Well, koalas are also bears. Is the panda a marsupial? No, they're placental mammals. That's on me. I was fucked up. Maybe I was thinking of koalas. Koalas are bears. Koalas are marsupials. Is it safe to say, Mikey, that all animals that have the word bear in their name are bears? That's actually untrue, Todd, you idiot. Well, I don't know. Like, what makes something a bear? It's bears are mammals. Marsupials are also mammals, but marsupials have pouches. Yeah, you have to have nipples and pouches to be a marsupial. But do you cease to be a bear when you are a marsupial? Yes. Oh, well, then there you have it. I don't make the rules. Listen, koalas... 
Just update me on whatever you want me to refer to you as, and I will happily call you that koalas, whatever you want me to call you. Uh, Herpes havers. Uh, Or chlamydia. Is it herpes or chlamydia? What's the one the koalas have? I think it's chlamydia. Chlamydia. Catching chlamydia from a koala bear? Not worth it. I have nothing to add. (laughs) Catching chlamydia from someone named koala bear? Mileage varies. That's why you got to put hot sauce on it. Yeah. <laughs> I know for a fact. Clear that right up. <laughs> yeah. A little Cholula pregame will keep you safe from chlamydia all night. No. Run, chlamydia, run. <laughs> if you're uh, dumb enough <laughs> to rub Cholula into your dick, you're getting your stupid prize. Like th- the pain you're feeling is just going to remind you that you're dumb. But if you do that and you have more sex than me, that makes me sad. I can't imagine it would take a lot of Cholula. Well, no. Uh, <laughs> to have more sex than you, you yeah. mean? <laughs> it wouldn't. Mikey, we got to get you back on these dating apps. We got to figure something out. Ugh. We got to punch some holes in melons. Yeah. And then name them. Do we need to do more horror virgin meetups so you can bring first dates to the horror virgin meetup groups again? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> All right. We're, we're almost at the end. Yeah, it's 12.08. It technically is Valentine's Day at this point. We got to go. Okay, okay. good thing I don't have to work in six hours. (laughs) Yeah, so we cut to a board meeting where her boss tries to make her partner. I mean, he does make her partner. She does attain it. Like, I think that's an important component of it. She gets the football. It's that Friday of the month where they pick a partner. Oh, yeah. All that means is she gets to pick what they are having for lunch on Fridays. McDonald's. Damn it. No. This is why we voted her down. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So she basically is like, fuck your partnership. We're going solo. Me and Schmidt. We're going duo. Duo. (laughs) So they leave and she gives her assistant a job as an agent. I think she says she makes him a partner. I think it's going to be the three of them. It's three of them. Which is so like kind. Very. To do like to elevate her assistant, not to just agent. But to a partner in the firm they're starting. Like, that is a Mm -hmm. huge bump. Yeah. Yeah. We cut to Ben's birthday party where she brings a race car cake, which is kind of fucked up because it's like upstaging his parents at his birthday. I mean, I understand, (laughs) but his mother's dead. So, like, it only upstages the dad. Sure. (laughs) But she also did promise that she would do that. Like, she says, I did this because I wanted to honor the promise I made to your kid. I can leave now if you want me to. And they talk. Yes. Yeah. And and they talk and they communicate and basically set some boundaries for like, we need to communicate better. Yeah. Um, But let's try this again. So they go to hang out at the park after and they ask what she's going to call her new agency. And it's Davis Athletics Management or DAM. Like, DAM, how can I help you? And And that's that's the movie. movie. So having seen the movie, having talked about the movie, what do you guys think about what men want? I really liked it. Yeah, it's decent. I feel like it could have been funnier. It could have punched up a bit more. But story-wise, very good. I agree generally. I wish they had focused more on the relationship. Right. And not on the sports stuff. But, man, I really think Allie does an amazing job in this. I think she's really funny. I mean, Taraji P. Henson is always amazing. I honestly haven't seen her in much. And I was like, why haven't I seen her? Because she's so she's good. She's so much. But it's, it's because she was an Empire for so long. And I never caught Empire. And she was 
so good on Empire. She was cookie and she was fucking vicious. Yeah. So like, I mean, I, I need to go back and see her, see more of the stuff that she's done because I really loved her in this. She was also in uh, Hidden Figures as well. Yes, I do remember her from Hidden Figures, and she was great in that. But I love Max Greenfield. I love seeing him and stuff. He's great, and I, I don't know. I just really liked the movie. I don't think it's as good as about last, last night. It's mm-hmm. not as romantic. Although I was thinking about it, like I don't really think we do movies that are commonly that romantic to me you know like about last night was an outlier it, it is I, I think it's it's better than it has any right to be as far as like what it is other movies like it are not that good uh, i think but i i that makes me like it all the more though but Same. here's the thing i would say this is as good if not better than like 90 yeah. percent of the stuff that we do on yeah. the show we pick terrible movies on this show yeah, 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 yeah. but i enjoy i enjoyed this movie yeah it's worth watching yes but do you have any fun facts for us page very 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 few well hit us with those fun facts those few fun facts at one point someone jokingly suggests that abraham lincoln was part inuit and Taraji P. Henson is actually related to uh, a man named Matthew Henson who explored part of the Arctic and allegedly had affairs with Inuit women who resulted in children in their family line. Okay. Yes. Kind of dark. Yeah. (laughs) But uh... I'm not sure that that's why they put it there. There's just not very many fun facts about this movie. It's not super fun of a fact. It's more of a colonizing fact. I honestly think that line's in the movie because that's what they could get Tracy Morgan to say that day. I think you are correct, sir. And he does not say Inuit. He says the not acceptable way of saying it. Yeah. Yes. The lobby and staircase of the office are actually shot at the Porsche Experience building in Atlanta. So that's why there's car race pictures everywhere and why she was able to drive a Porsche through most of this movie as product placement. Yeah, okay, cool. They have like a deal with Porsche. Now, Taraji P. Henson and Aldous Hodge, who plays Will, were also in Hidden Figures together in 2016. So only a couple years before this movie. And honestly, I think they have great chemistry. That's why I wanted to see more of them. Yeah. And this is actually Adam Shankman's first R-rated film. Um, Adam Shankman has done a ton of Disney things, kind of PG-13 or PG rom-coms. This is his first R-rated one. Um, And those are your fun facts. There is not much else. All right. Well, thank you for those fun facts. Let's talk a little bit about box office. So this movie came out in 2019. What do you think the budget for it was? Honestly, there's not as many locations as you would think in this movie. Okay. 24 million. Okay. I'm going to go lower. I'm going to say 15. Okay. Uh, You're sort of on the either side of it. It was $20 million. And if you adjust that for inflation, that's $22.8 million today. It came out on February 8th, 2019, and it was number two at the box office. It was beat by the Lego Movie 2, the second part. That's the full title of that movie. Number two Mm -hmm. was What Men Want. Number three was Cold Pursuit. Number four was The Upside. And number five was Glass. So what do you think What Men Want made in its opening weekend, and that was the weekend of February 8th, 2019? $14 million. Okay. Opening weekend, I'm going to say 10 million. Okay. It was actually a little bit better than both of you guys thought. It was $18.2 million in its opening weekend. It was in theaters for a total of nine weeks. So it played up through April 5th of 2019 or that weekend. What do you think it made in those nine weeks domestically? 
I'm going to say it definitely makes its money back. I'm going to say 30. Okay. I'm going to say 35. Okay. So this movie did better than I expected it to do. So I was happy to see this because I enjoyed the movie. It made $54.6 million domestically. And then it made another $15.3 million internationally for a total of 69 point nine million dollars and if you adjust that for inflation that is roughly 80 million dollars today so it may it definitely made money it made an additional 3.2 million dollars in domestic dvd and blu-ray sales as well so i mean on a production budget of 20 million dollars it made almost 70 in the theaters it made money yeah for sure yeah but that is your box office so mikey do you want to hit him with that romance scale yeah romance scale is how romantic we found the film we watched it today it's a scale of one to ten and so we're gonna pick a number that's one to ten page i'm gonna go two because i do think they have chemistry i just wish we saw more of them yeah me too i was gonna say three because of those same things oh i was gonna say three as well yeah they have chemistry it's just we don't get enough of it yeah and that's our romance scale all right well this week mikey you made us watch what men want and i enjoyed it so thank you for that uh next week i believe it's my turn right yes so Paige, when we were talking about about last night last week Mm -hmm. you mentioned that a lot of those people were in a movie a few years earlier called think like a man yes i want to do that one i want to see what that movie is like okay because i really liked about last night i thought it was great and i really liked the people in it so i want to see if they have that same magic in think like a man two years earlier I'm actually curious as well because Think Like a Man is based on a book that I hate. Oh, shit. I didn't realize it was based on a book. Okay, cool. It's based off of Emma. No, no, no. It's based <laughs> on a book that Steve Harvey wrote wow, about okay. how women should act more like men basically to get men's attention. Because Steve Harvey, smiley, but like not a great guy. So it, it's kind of in the same way that like Mean Girls was adapted by Queen, uh, adapted from Queen Bees and Wannabes, which is not a narrative but more of like an advice and short essay book sure same thing with think like a man so i'm actually kind of curious as to how it's going to translate to film i assume changes were made so i'm kind of excited to see how it plays out well yeah awesome so your homework for next week is to try not to think about steve harvey while watching think like a man and then check back for that episode sounds good so mikey do you have a review for us to read i do well whose review are you going to read this week because there's a character limit with the no t so it's like a funny oh. thing. <laughs> so what does Cuz as a character limit have to say? I love this power thruple. Aww. I don't know how I landed on a rom-com mystery science theater, but I'm so happy I stayed. <laughs> Is that what we are? Maybe. I only have two episodes left to binge before being caught up, but I need more. I guess I'm one of the rare listeners who found RTP prior to horror version. I'll see you there. Laters, baby. <laughs> so they found Romance of the Pod before they found Horror Virgin. That's great. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people listen to both pods. Like, I get it. That makes sense to me. I'm delightful. You know how I can tell when both of you guys check out while I'm talking? It's when I say shit like I'm delightful and nobody makes fun of me for it. <laughs> All right. Well, if you want to have Mikey read your five-star review, leave us a five-star review and... Because there's a character limit, thank you so much for leaving your five-star review. So, um, yeah, guys, if you like this power thruple that we have here on this podcast, make sure to check out our other podcast, The Horror Virgin, and that is the only other podcast that Mikey and I are on, but Paige gets around, and she is on two other podcasts, Black Card Rehab and Cult Podcast. So, guys, definitely check out those because they're amazing. If you want to follow us on social, we are at Romancing the Pod Show. Yes. 
on yes. Instagram, and we are at something else on Twitter. Who I just have never taken the time to learn. It's it. it's just romancing pod show because they have a character oh. limit, and it's show s h o like Showtime. So guys, check that out as well. And if you want to follow us all individually, pages at Rampage Wesley everywhere, including TikTok. Except for Twitter, where she is at Paige Wesley. Mikey is at M Randolph 24, and I am at Todd J Awesome everywhere. And guys, we got a P.O. box. So if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a P.O. box, it's actually not a P.O. box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. And that's going to be it for us, guys. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm Todd. And you complete us. To completion. Throw some hot sauce on it. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. It's 1230 a.m. on Valentine's Day, nerd.